I have read that if you're not evolving and you're not shedding your old self, then you're stagnant. And that is like my worst fear in life is to be, I don't even like doing the same thing the next day. Like I have to be growing. There has to be something on my calendar that I'm growing from daily, daily, every single day. Welcome to the Voyage Dallas podcast, where we interview some of the brightest and most interesting entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives from in and around the Dallas-Fort Worth area and ask them about their lives, careers, and the values and principles that drive them. I'm Alex Freeman, and on the show today, you'll meet Jenny Fuller. Jenny is the creator of Karma Fitness Studio, a one-stop shop for all your fitness needs. Jenny is also a Voyage content partner. Content partners help Voyage in so many ways from spreading the word about the work that we do, sponsoring our mission, and collaborating with us on content like this. In our conversation, Jenny talks about reinventing herself multiple times and tearing down and restarting when she's got that feeling of discontent in her heart, which I think is uh, a scary precipice for all of us to find ourselves on at different times. And I think you're going to be pretty inspired by this conversation. So let's get right to it. Jenny Fuller, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited for this, Alex. So let's talk, let's dive into to Karma Fitness. Tell us about it and what was kind of your, your impetus to create it. So Karma is my baby. I have been kind of in the fitness industry for about a decade. I was a special education teacher prior to becoming a full-time yoga teacher because I had two babies and I wanted to stay at home and get my workout in and get paid for it. So I became a yoga teacher after I had my second child and have been, that was in 2011. So working in the industry um, at 14 different locations, just kind of threw myself out there. And I just went, I absorbed it all. I got to know a lot of people, build a strong community. But I realized there was never like a one-stop shop. I remember thinking, okay, so you can go to this fitness gym and get your weights. And then you can go to the yoga gym and get your yoga, but you can't just have one gym that has both. They did not have that. So I was like, I got to make that. So I remember going to different states that I would like go on vacation. I would Google it. Um, Vegas did have something similar to what I liked and New York City had something, but Texas did not. So I was like, okay, then, you know, I got to do it. So COVID happened at my old studio in 2020. And I taught there for seven years, seven days a week, every morning. Um, and then during COVID, I had a, I think I always had a drive to do my own thing. I just kind of like a push from God is what I would say. And had an owner of a company come up to me and say, Hey, I have a perfect location for you. And, and I was all in, it was able, I was allowed to have two different rooms, two different studios where I could actually do weights, which is I strongly, strongly believe in lifting weights um, for the longevity of our muscles. And then I believe in the yoga where you get the mind frame and the mindset. So I, so I'm lucky enough to where I found a place and I can have two different studios. I love that. And so in addition to kind of being a one-stop shop, what, what are some of the other things that sets karma apart from other gyms? I would say, that's a good question. The community, we do know people's names. Um, I'm not like a box gym where I have, you know, there's hundreds of people coming in and out. 
you get your own towel, you get a person that says your name and a smile. Um, and you get, I believe the best instructors out there in the community. Um, that was one of the things I did. I, I was a full-time instructor, but I knew being an owner, like my roles, my hats had to change. So one of the good things I did was I built a strong community of teachers around me where I can leave the teaching world and become the, the owner world. And um, I believe they're the best out there. And I think I just tell people to come in the door and you'll experience it's called boutique bougie is what I would say. Like we have lounge chairs to sit in. I have cold towels for you after a hot yoga class. We have towels if you're sweating in the shred room. We have yoga mats and we have a full boutique now of clothes. So it's not your average fitness gym, I guess. We're different. How has that uh, transition been for you from being kind of like fully in the in the teacher mode into shifting into less and less in the teacher mode into owner mode? Because I imagine those are different so different uh, mentalities to approach approach things with. Yeah, to be honest, I wasn't prepared for the feeling that you have as an owner. Um, you're, you feel like you're your own island. Nobody understands. Nobody understands like the pressure you have every month for payroll. And, you know, everyone's really quick to be like just judging you. And I'm not in classes enough, or I'm not here enough. Uh, I was not prepared for the the backlash that you get, I guess, as an owner, because they look at you and they're like, oh, you're successful. You're making all this money when they don't realize your bills that you have to pay. So like if, if I set people down and explained them, I think that they would treat me different. But on the other side of that, I I don't feel like that's my job. My job is to lead people. And I feel like God has put this in my heart and I'm just coming into the leader position that that's very hard for me because I have been a teacher teaching. I thought was like my passion. My, my whole life was based. I was a school teacher. I taught swim lessons. Like I taught, I teach everything. And then now I don't get the fulfillment from teaching, which is mind boggling to me because I'm like, wait, you know, I thought that I would get this high from it that I always did. But as an owner, you just have so many other hats you have to wear that it's hard to be in four walls just teaching for an hour. Like for me, I'm I'm trying to maneuver out of the gray area and into a role that I know I'm capable of. I know God has put me in this position to fulfill. It's just, it takes everything out of me. It does. Like I have a whole new respect for people that do this daily. I mean, on that on that note, you know, there's there's a lot going on. You're running a business. You have yeah. a family. Um, it, I it, yes. based based on your answers here, sounds like faith is also very important. How do you manage your your week to get get everything that needs to happen attended to? Right. So I'm very, very, it's like, if you saw my calendar, I, I do every hour I get up at six, like there's no, no gray area in my day on Monday through Friday, like Saturday and Sunday. Yes. I still work. Yes. I still go to karma, but I try to like, let myself have a life. <laughs> um, but Monday and Friday, and I'm blessed with a husband that is just like me. Thank God he owns his own business. He's in his office all day. I'm in mine and we like talk over lunch or something or dinner. But um, I, I'm very structured. That's the teacher in me. I was a school teacher. So you have to be like every 45 minutes when I taught middle school, you, you have to have your whole day planned. So I have been good about planning my day every hour 
um, from eight to five is basically booked. And I have kids at home. So I don't try to, I don't believe in balance. I don't believe in like um, micromanaging. I just try to do what I can from eight to five. And then it's my kids and it's my family time. And then whatever I didn't do that day, I will do the next day. I don't kill myself over it. I want to I want to drill into that that idea of you don't believe in balance because I feel like that is uh, a a stereotype of the the fitness and wellness space is that it's like you know it's like find find the balance in life and and you're saying you don't you don't believe in balance so can you tell us a little bit more about that right um, yeah I got asked that a while ago when I did this um, this other interview and. Thinking back, I can't find a time that I was actually balanced. Either you're really or it's seasons is how I feel. Like mm-hmm. I'm in a season where I am in work mode. I'm not in friend mode. I'm not trying to make friends. I'm not trying to go to dinner. I'm not, I can't even go to coffee. Like that is not my season right now. And I have noticed that that wasn't always my season. Like I would say three years ago, I would always go to coffee and have all these friend groups and they are right now trying to adjust to the new Ginny. Like I'm not calling them. I'm, I don't have time in my day for that. Not that it's not important, but I know that my season right now is to focus, put my head down and work, work, work. So, and then be with my family. And that's enough for me right now. Like I don't have a balanced life where I can have fr- lunch for friends, like barely can talk on the phone, you know, to be in a friendship relationship. And I'm not going to beat myself up over that because I know I, I am a good friend and I will have another time in my life where I can just focus on nourishing relationships. But right now it is literally work in my family and that's all I have time for. How do you communicate that to those, to those friends uh, that, that like, um, as you're shifting in those, in those seasons? Yeah, that's a good question. Some get it because they have so much going on that, you know, it doesn't bother them. But other ones, they, we just don't communicate. Like they can get mad at me and, and I'm okay with that now. I used to be a, I'm a recovering people pleaser (laughs) Um, because as an owner, you, you, and that's probably one of the hardest things as an owner too. Like I want to make everybody happy that comes into my facility, the workers, everything, but I can't, I, I can't do that and pay bills and be a productive, um, studio. So all of this is learning lessons. And if the people that don't think I have time for them in their life, if they can't understand what I do on a daily basis, then they're not my people. And I have lost a lot. My group is extremely small, which is sad. But I do think when I'm over this hump, I do think I'm able to create friendships and relationships again. For for those out there listening that might also be uh, current people pleasers and or attempting to become recovering people pleasers, do you have any advice for how you've uh, made that shift? Yeah. I mean, I've read every single book. I'm definitely an empathic person, meaning I feel other people's feelings. Um, and I also put their feelings in front of my own, which is not an okay thing. Um, I, my marriage, my old marriage, I was married for 15 years. I put his feelings over mine and then eventually you just get build resentment. And I know, I think my divorce, like you can either make divorce, make you feel really good about yourself, or you can make a divorce, make you like spiral into the worst version of yourself. Mm. I did not go that way. I was like, whatever I can do to be the best Jenny out of this, the hardest time in your life, I'm going to do it. So 
I just researched and like learned how my brain worked. Why do I care about these people? Why do I care what they think about me? They don't give a crap what I think about them. So why, why do I care so much? And my, honestly, my give a craps have gotten a lot less. Like you just can't, you don't have time enough to think about people's feelings during running a business or when you're in like the hardest part of your life, you, you have to maintain your own self. And that's a lot for some people. So I always help people by what, what, like, what is your five-year plan? Like, what does Jenny look like in five years? Is Jenny still worried about this other person not liking me or cause you know, like that is not how I want to focus my life on. So I don't dwell because I have screwed up relationships in the past because I haven't stood up for myself and I don't do that anymore. I definitely stand up for myself, but it's also with like, I'm crying in the background, you know, cause it's not my nature. My nature is to please people. And if I'm not pleasing you, I feel like crap, but I'm learning. Like you have to retrain your brain that that is not healthy because at the end of the day, it is truly how you feel about yourself. What makes you feel good about yourself? And that's what is going to make you a better person at the end of the day. That is a, a powerful word, Jenny. Thank you for sharing it with us. Thank you. So in this in this season of, of push, 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 go, 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 um, how do you recharge? Mm, good question. You know, I, I find moments. I don't believe in, you know, leaving everything and going off by yourself or, um, I mean, I, I man, I have a lot of hats I wear. I just, I will say that like I have two kids, I have a stepdaughter. I mean, they're all going to middle school, high school. I mean, we all do. We all have different hats we wear. I try to be present with the hat I'm wearing, meaning if I'm at home, I am not going to be on my computer or my, my phone. If it's after five, I will be present with my children. So they know that work is never going to be more important than that. Like that's my number one for my kids. And then second for me, I find moments like if I'm outside, just going to get the mail, that's a moment where I can, I call it get grounded. Like Mm. if I feel out of myself, and I don't like what where my thought. I'm very aware of my thoughts. I had to learn that through um, just everything I've gone through. I have to every thought. I'm like, why am I thinking that? I don't believe my thoughts at all because your thoughts are not the truth. But if I'm having yucky thoughts, I find myself getting grounded, like taking my shoes off, going outside, like actually stepping in the grass, um, and that's just getting the mail. That could take one minute, and I'm a different person when I get back in the house. And that's where I think the disconnect in people, like they, they'll throw a whole day away, you know, if they, if they feel unlike themselves. And and my, my thing is I don't want to feel that way. I notice the feeling immediately and then I react and I do something to help me feel grounded and go back to my highest self. You know, when you're your highest self, you don't think about all the little things. You're just, you're vibrating on a different level. What are you working towards now? What's next? I know I have to go. I I had a, um, I feel like I have to evolve again. I had a huge evolved um, self-development during my divorce. That was three years ago. Now I I have, I know what God's trying to push me towards. Like I feel it. I feel like I did three years ago, to be honest, like back in, I feel like I have to shed my old self again. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. God, it's the hardest thing ever. And I know what I have to do. It's just, it takes time. It will be, but I know God's trying to push me to a leadership role and a boss role. And I feel like I don't see myself like that. 
So I'm not treating people that way. And then that causes a, like, you have to have a leader in the studio. You have to. So I feel I have to step into that role, but I also have to train myself. Like I will read every book about leadership. I will read every single thing, listen to podcasts, anything that I can do to absorb how I step in this role. Cause it's not my role. I've been a follower my whole life, my whole life. So it's scary as crap, but I also know it has to happen. What are your, what are your leadership book recommendations? Oh, well, right now I'm anything John Maxwell. He is, um, I listen to all his podcasts. I have all of his books. He's very big on leadership and I can learn from him. Anything I'm Googling now, like gym owners, because the issue is you feel like you're on your own island because I don't have like a Susie I can call that, that has done this before. I don't. Mm. So I like try to get into coaching programs or to do all this, but then I realize a lot of people are out for themselves, you know, like we all are. I'm learning all this. So I don't have like a mentor right now in a leadership role that I guess I'm looking for so they can kind of guide me. But also I feel like a lot of it is going to have to come through me and figuring out like what I'm good at, what are my strengths and using that for in instilling those strengths into other people. I, I haven't done that. I've been more, I share on Instagram a lot and all of that, but I feel like I need to either hold some seminars or something to get people to see who they are. Like I, I'm a service leader for sure. Like I will, I thrive on helping other people, but now it is time to reflect, to be my best self, to help other people. I have to figure out what exactly I need first, mm-hmm. you know? And I mean, you've gone, you've gone through this process before. So I'm just curious what the, what the steps you're taking yourself through are. So it's, I can't even explain it. Like there's journaling. I did it for two years and I, I shed my old self 100%, like 1000%. I don't even know who that person was. And I stepped into this new role, started my business, got a new marriage that I'm like, is thriving. All of it is thriving. And you would think you're like top of the world, but I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm not there. I am definitely not there. I have to do a lot more work on myself. And that just looks like diving into me again. And it's going to be reading. It's going to be journaling. It's going to be podcasts. And I, I have read that if you're not evolving and you're not shedding your old self, then you're stagnant. And that is like my worst fear in life is to be, I don't even like doing the same thing the next day. Like I have to be growing. There has to be something on my calendar that I'm growing from daily, daily, every single day. Like if I don't read a chapter or a book that's going to help me, then, then I will make myself do it. I'll find time. Like that stuff is really important to me right now. Jenny, uh, before we close here, where can people learn more about, about you and about Karma Fitness? Oh, well, I have, um, my Instagram is probably what I'm most um, on daily. And I do give tips all the time about fitness and nutrition and just mindset. And that is Jenny at Karma Fitness. Um, and then I have a, my studio is karmafitnessstudio.com that anybody can come try. And then I'm always on Facebook, which is under Karma Fitness. Jenny Fuller of Karma Fitness Studio. Thank you so much for joining us on the show. Perfect. Thank you, Alex.